0: My mum always said, hard work never hurt anybody. Good advice as usual. So we worked very hard to make Geico.com very easy. Say you want to report a claim and follow its progress. You can do it all online at Geico.com. Not to mention perhaps saving a tidy sum of money on your car insurance. All it takes is a few clicks. So visit Geico.com today. Oh, and mum, if you're listening, yes, I did wash beyond my ears this morning.
3: Movie fans out there, this is Betty Joe Tucker speaking to you on August second, two thousand eleven, and thanking you for tuning in to Movie Addict Headquarters today. This is a very big day for us folks because we're celebrating the important work done by the Film Foundation, as well as the kickoff launch for the Kindle edition of *Confessions of a Movie Addict*, my humorous life at the movies memoir published by Wheatmark, and I'm happy to say that my author's royalties from this book will be donated to the Film Foundation, which was founded by Martin Scorsese to help with film preservation. So we have a doubleheader today. During this first part of the show, we'll hear from Margaret Bodie, Executive Director of the Film Foundation, and in the last section, from some very special people who have contributed to the success of my movie memoir, It's my pleasure now to bring Margaret on. Welcome to Movie Addict Headquarters, Margaret. Hi, Betty Jo. Thank you so much for
4: having me on.
3: Well, it's great to have you with us, and our co-host today, we're, we're very lucky to have him, is film critic A.J. Hockery, sometimes known as the Mad Movie Man, who writes reviews for many outlets, including Classic Movie Guide, and he has some important questions for you, and he's on the line now. So, A.J., are you ready to find out more about the Film Foundation?
2: I am ready. I am raring to go, and as as you know, of uh, Film preservation is important uh, for all of us as movie fans, but there are some people out there who are maybe casual movie fans and might not even really like movies that much. So uh, for them, uh, why would you, how would you explain to them why film pre- preservation is so important?
4: Well, I think that there are people who might not be, you know, as big movie a movie fan as as say you or I might be. However, they uh love the ballet or they love painting or they love sculpture. You know, film in our viewpoint is an art. It's an art form. It's a it's it's possibly the premier art form of the 20th century. Yes. Uh, and it really has a worldwide influence and there's a language of cinema and there's a history of cinema and so like any art form it is the imperative is is towards cultural preservation so even if it's an art form that you're not frequenting you ideally support uh the notion that um art and culture should be preserved
2: yeah I- exactly uh like there are a lot of classic movies out there of course you know that we all preserve but even those that we don't like, there are some days where I can pop in something like hillbillies in a haunted house, and I'm like, why did this <laughs> exist in the 21st century? But good or bad, yeah, exactly, film preservation is really important for the culture.
4: Well, uh, and film, but- films films, serve, you know, beyond just an entertainment value, films serve a lot of different purposes. I mean, there are a lot of different types of films. Everything from, you know, hillbillies in the haunted house is, is one example but for every um narrative fiction film you know you have enormous enormous you know many many examples of historic uh material whether it's newsreel footage whether it's documentaries whether it's home movies whether it's uh people who have just documented events from our past, that and that material is probably in greater danger than you know, certainly than you know, Hollywood features because it's material that um, typically does not have rights holders or studios protecting it. Yeah, and, that, and that's Boy, a good that, point. <laughs> oh, go ahead, buddy,
3: <laughs> we're, we're chiming in, you got stereophonic sound here, and I, I'm sorry to interrupt, but I, I want to say this before I forget it. I remember watching. Um, Martin Scorsese except the Cecil B. DeMille Award, and something that he said just really uh, made an impression on me. And he was talking about how how so many films are nitrate, you know, recorded on nitrate, and they deteriorate easily. And um, he said that that he felt that film was, uh, if we lo- any time we lose a foot of film we lose a link to our culture and to the world around us to each other and to ourselves and and i think i think that's um, that's that's quite an interesting statement and uh that got me thinking about film preservation so um finally getting the chance to uh to show support for it with with this program but i'm sorry aj to interrupt i know i know you have some other questions <laughs> for margaret
2: oh no that's just fine uh, I just wanted to say that what you brought up was, was a good point. You know, when people usually think about movies, they just think, that, like you said, in the narrative sense, like popping down to the multiplex and, you know, going to see what's there. So, But the Film Foundation has uh, preserved, like, uh, those types of movies and, as you said, like the newsreels and the documentaries. Uh, but over the years, about how many films would you say has have been preserved with the help from the Film Foundation?
4: Over 550 films. And Wow and that yeah and that includes you know of course uh beloved you know films like the red shoes and the river and shadow of a doubt and the 10 commandments and you know king kong i mean it it includes you know a wide variety of films from you know the great filmmakers like you know john ford or or uh john Cassavetes, alfred hitchcock um you know William William Wellman. I mean, it's it's basically the the history of mainly American cinema. But we've also restored such classics like Il Gatto Pardo, The Leopard, by Visconti, and La Dolce Vita by um, uh, Federico Fellini. And so, you know, we really are trying to be as comprehensive as possible in that realm of you know classic films that are known by by many many people, but in addition to that and in fact probably the, the majority of the things that we have supported have been lesser known titles um and we 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 lend a lot of support to um other genres like um avant-garde and experimental films we created 10 years ago with the National Film Preservation Foundation we created a special grant that every year funds the restoration of avant-garde, it's called the avant-garde masters grant and avant-garde films and filmmakers are able to submit applications for this grant and it really has, I mean that we've restored I think over 60 films that way and those films in many instances there is only one film of that work because avant-garde filmmakers are artists in the truest sense of the word, they make the film that then is the piece that they show many times it's Um, made in unconventional ways. There are uh, different soundtracks that are presented along with the film. They're really cinematic, theatrical events, really. And, you know, they're hand-colored, they're Mm. cut, you know, with, you know, quite, you know, kind of in in different ways that are all very, you know, kind of experimental and revealing of those artists. And so those films are, are very much at risk for, deterioration or decay or damage. And so these grants are, are, are a much-needed resource for those for those filmmakers and for those audiences that are either discovering those films for the first time in a museum sure. or, you know, looking at the body of work of a certain director and have never been able to see a certain film before, that then we're able to help the filmmakers preserve that and make a print so that it can be screened for audiences.
3: Wow. Great project, definitely. Uh, did we lose AJ?
2: Oh no, I'm still here. <laughs> Doesn't no, that sounds. I mean,
3: that sounds like an organization that that you want you want to support if you if you like movies. I think uh, I think you're in the right place for uh, for movie addicts like us, uh, Margaret. But go ahead, AJ.
2: <laughs> uh, actually, what uh, Margaret was saying uh, is sort of a good lead in uh, to, to the next question I have here. Uh, about like what would the criteria be for like the types of movies you were going to select for preservation or for restoration? Like, is there a specific type or like uh, like a list of requirements or how does that work?
4: Yeah, we have a we have a grant program that uh, and the way that it works is that every year, you know, we work very closely with the film archives. In, mainly in the United States, uh, the major film archives like the Library of Congress, UCLA Film and Television Archive, um, MoMA, the Museum of Modern Art, George Eastman House, the Academy Film Archive, all these institutions that have large collections of film elements, uh, many of which are in great need of, of restoration. And um, and so every year, we work very closely with them, and every year they Present uh, proposals to the foundation's board for them to review of the elements that they feel are a in the greatest danger. They have physical deterioration. They need immediate attention. They're films that have unique cultural, historic, artistic value. Um, it is the only copy, or of the of the only co- one of the only copies. Is, is there someone? Am I speaking on a line that's? I keep hearing something in the background is there someone talking other than me? No.
3: I don't no. hear anything. Danny, oh, do you so. hear anything? Or let's let's check with our producer.
4: Oh, that's okay. I'll keep talking. I just I didn't know if I was interrupting someone. Um so in a, in any event, every year we do the annual grant uh review and based on the money that the that the foundation is able to raise through our fundraising efforts, we then our board will select which of those films seems to be in the most compelling need for restoration. And we would love – I mean, they're all incredibly worthy projects, and we would love to restore them all, but it's basically—it's—it's it's limited by the amount of money that we can raise every year.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's, there's only so many movies you can turn your attention to, and they all deserve it. So it's got to be tough to decide
4: it is, down the
2: line, like between this one and that one.
4: Yeah, and, and the archives, you know, and the archives are only submitting – a, a, you know, a, a very small uh, selection from all the films that they have uh, in need of restoration to the foundation. So, you know, we we make an impact, but we, we always, like any nonprofit, we wish we could do more. And we have done more and more every year, but it doesn't seem like, you know, we've made an impact, but we wish we could make a greater impact because, you know, time is – Unfortunately, not on our side with these projects because, A, the materials need attention sooner rather than later, and, B, as the industry shifts from, you know, film-based um, motion pictures to digital technology, um,
0: mm-hmm.
4: you know, we don't know. It's a giant question mark in the future as to how long film stock will even be being made and, and manufactured and how long laboratories will be able to process and print film stock and as the industry shifts towards digital almost exclusively um, it's a big question mark how we continue to preserve you know the first hundred and ten hundred and fifteen years of cinema
2: wow a lot of cinema to go through
4: (laughs) it is I also had a I had another
2: question here. Uh what is the uh the Story of Movies project?
4: The Story of Movies project is an educational curricula that the Film Foundation developed and distribute now uh to about over 35,000 educators in in America. And what happened the way it it evolved was that uh, it really grew out of our board and, and Martin Scorsese, who is the, you know, really, you know, the driving force behind the foundation. Most of the people involved in preservation, we looked around and we were all, um, you know, people who had grown up being influenced and, and having exposure to great films from the past. And so the preservation mm-hmm. movement really is the purview of people who are, you know. 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, people who grew up, you know, watching the golden the golden age of Hollywood. And so right. when you are aware of something and when you when something has an impact and an influence on you, of course that's when you have the desire and the and the drive to to preserve it. And our concern or what we saw as we looked into the future is as that population gets older, who's going to be carrying the torch? How will young people understand the need to preserve preserve film if they don't know the films that we're trying to preserve? So we thought it would be helpful to, A, introduce young people to the art and the history of cinema, um, but make it something that, that is extremely valuable to educators and students where you are... Basically, capitalizing on their critical viewing, you know, sharpening their critical viewing skills and introducing them to the idea of the language of cinema, the language of film. So it's really a visual literacy course that explains to young people the meaning behind um, how you know how how something is, the angle that something is is photographed, the lighting all the elements, the editing, the pacing, the music, all the elements that go into making a motion picture are all tools that a filmmaker uses in um telling a story. So I it,
3: love that project that, yeah, that project.
4: Yeah, it's a, it's about the the, the grammar really of, of visual the visual grammar of film. And so what we do what we did what was unique with the program was we created for the first time ever film study standards and so teachers could look at these standards much like they do for social studies and for language arts and for and for and for uh history and they could see the outcomes from teaching our program uh what they would be able to achieve what the measurable outcomes were for students who were taking this six- to eight-week program that's interwoven with all their other studies. And we created it for middle schools. It's used in middle schools and high schools. And basically we take one film, and that film is studied and broken down, and we look at all the different elements that go into making that film, and the children learn to understand and analyze and critically think about the film that was made. Um, uh, There's there's an interesting way to look at it If you look at the three films That we have curriculum for so far To Kill a Mockingbird The Day the Earth Stood Still Mr. Smith Goes to Washington You look at a film like To Kill a Mockingbird Which was the first film that we launched The first curriculum built around that film That film is about American history In the 1930s The film was made in 1962 We're watching it in 2011 so, you're able to talk to the students about how is history shown through film how do how do filmmakers and storytellers you know show our the history of our country the history of racial- race relations the history of the legal system and then of course, there's the storytelling element where you know you're talking about the relationship between a father and his daughter and his son and him imparting a sense of justice to his family so you have a lot of different story elements that are common to the film and the uh and the novel the great novel that all you know most middle school students are are reading at that time and then you have the elements that are unique to the film how are those themes conveyed in a purely visual sense
2: yeah, it, it, it for sure. It definitely sounds like a project that uh, that deserves all the support that it can get. And for our uh, for our listeners out there uh, who want to support uh, the Film Foundation and the Story of Movies project, uh, where can where can they donate to you guys?
4: Well, we have a website, and it's um film-foundation.org and on that website it's there's a lot of really interesting things to check out especially if you're a real classic movie lover uh like I think your audience is um we have uh examples of before and after restorations that you can see uh the difference you know what the image looked like before we helped fund the restoration of that film and then what it looked like what the end result is and that's a really interesting thing we have our you know our board of directors are all great filmmakers who have probably made films that your audience loves and we have the board and statements from the board uh talking about the importance of preservation um, we film these. We have the directors film, you know, these little statements about you know, why it's important to restore and preserve films. And those are really fascinating, and it give you give you a glimpse of the commitment that we have from our board. And then we have our database of all the films that we've ever restored, and you can search by the different programs. You can see all the avant-garde masters films, all the documentaries, all the uh, films from different you're your favorite directors, and see which ones have been restored by what archives. And then there's a there's a, a program that we launched two years ago called One Frame One Dollar, and we know that there's so many movie lovers out there, and they all want to help with preservation because you know they everyone who loves film, you know it feels a personal kind of connection to certain films, and so. We have all the different projects that we're trying to get funding for, and you can go and you can click, and you can take, you know, if you you can you can take 10 frames and send in a contribution of $10, and you know we'll put that money towards the restoration projects. And so, mm-hmm. and so it's a way for people who aren't, you know, we have a lot of great, you know, corporate and, and non-profit, you know, and foundation supporters, and they 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 are very generous with their contributions. We raise a lot of money through those companies. But then this is a way for you know the person who just really loves movies, who wants to help with preservation, to make a contribution as well and to really make an impact. And that that is wonderful for the foundation because we want to we want to have be a voice for people who just love classic movies and want to see them restored what great
3: ideas and projects you have margaret i promised you i would be the timekeeper i know that you only had 20 minutes and i got disconnected from the show at oh, 20 no. minutes oh no so that's why <laughs> i didn't i didn't call time at 20 minutes and honestly i i want to thank you so much for for being here and I wanna give uh make sure that Danny, our uh producer, puts the Film Foundation um web, uh website in. It's w film foundation org. That's and
4: right. And I hope
3: our listeners will go there and uh find out more about the, uh, your wonderful work and um and we'll will uh remember to, to help <laughs> because it is such a worthy a worthy cause for people who love um, movies. And you've just given us a lot to think about. And Uh now I know that everyone understands why I... And donating my author's royalties for confessions of a movie addict to your fine well, we organization.
4: Are, we are so honored, uh, Betty Joe. We're so touched that you would do that, and and we we hope that this is the beginning of a, a longer relationship. And we look forward to hearing about your endeavors. And please feel free to you know to get in touch with us if you think there's anything uh, that we could do to help any project or any film that you hear about that might need support for restoration.
3: Oh, you're so nice. We will definitely do that. Um, I'll ask uh, my colleagues and uh, listeners to uh, to send us some of their recommendations too. Great. So I'm so I um, I'm going to st- let you leave now because I don't want to uh, I don't want to have a situation develop where where we can't call you back on the back on the show. <laughs>
0: thank <laughs> so, you so, so
3: much,
2: uh, and thank so you, AJ. Through. Thank you. It was great talking to you.
3: Too. Bye bye. Bye-bye. Best of, best of luck with all with your important work, Margaret. Thank you
4: so much, Betty Jo. Mm-hmm.
3: Bye bye. Bye. What a wonderful interview, AJ. You did a great job, and I'm so sorry I had the uh, technical uh, difficulties. And and AJ, I of course want to uh, let you know how much I appreciate the terrific review you wrote for Confessions of a Movie Addict when it first came out. Came out. You know that was back in 2001. So time really does fly when you're having fun, and I'm happy to celebrate this 10th anniversary today with everybody (laughs) and by making it available on, uh, on, on Kindle Store
2: that 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 was a that was a long time ago and I, and I think for that glowing review you should kick a few bucks towards the starving mad movie man fund that I just started that's my own All foundation right. <laughs> I think so we need to
3: we need to make sure that you're taken care of but but you'll remember AJ, because you were with me uh from the beginning and you know that writing this book was almost too much fun so when I hear reviewers and movie fans say that they had fun reading it that makes my day but You'll remember the first person who reacted to the book was Warren Epstein, who is now arts and culture editor for the Colorado Springs Gazette, and his comments comments were written for the back page. When I when I read them, I was shocked. I tell you, <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I've asked Warren to call in today. I hope that he has been able to do that. Let's see if if we can he get is. him on the line here. Is Warren here?
5: I am. Hey Hi- Joe, can you hear me?
3: Yes, yes, welcome to Movie Attic Headquarters, Warren.
5: Well, thank you, and happy anniversary.
3: Well, thank you. Uh, ten years, and who would have thought? And you and I were just uh, going to movies back there and film festivals and, and uh, having fun, and we didn't know that you were going to become a VIP
0: editor. <laughs> so <laughs>
3: so congratulations on, on but that. But I, I have
5: to say that those times when we were... You know the, the folks who don't know know about what it's like to be a movie critic. One of the great joys for me was that you were in this sort of catch of of like-minded people who would go to these press-only screenings, and everybody had their own seat, and you don't want to dare get in Bob Dennerstein's seat, or all oh, hell's going to break loose. And, <laughs> and, and, and and I and I love that the camaraderie that everybody had, and. Um, and you see the same faces at the, at the film festivals and, and all that. And I remember probably the first movie that I got to review was, uh, uh, you'll remember, the movie Shine oh, yeah. with uh, Jeffrey Rush. And it's a very moving movie anyway, but I remember I was teary-eyed and I thought, you know, part of the reason I was teary-eyed was the thinking, jeez, I'm getting paid to do this. This is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> was, and so, even though you know, I, I love my job now as the arts and culture editor at the Gazette. I I, I sorely miss the days where, where I was just hanging back in the dark movie theater watching great movies with you guys.
3: Well, we we miss you too. Um, and uh, even though you even though you wrote what you did right, <laughs> well, the- yeah, the-
0: I, I, yeah, I were
3: should- you you, do
5: you want me to share this? This is.
3: I do, I do, because I've, I've, for ten years now, I've been waiting to hear you
0: <laughs> say these
3: words in your very own voice, and so that's, you know, I'm so glad that you called in. So.
5: Oh, it's my pleasure. So go and, ahead. And,
3: so go ahead. And, and I want I folks to know skin. that
5: that uh, that Betty Jo does have a thick skin, and and I, I mean this in all seriousness when I say, I hate Betty Jo Tucker. As a a fellow Colorado film critic, I've loathed her for years. Sure, you can call it professional jealousy, but see it from my perspective. We all go to the film festival. Most of us get an article or two out of it. Betty Jo gets an adventure. She ends up being served dinner by the filmmakers, for heaven's sake. I mean, well, Well, now I have to put up with her book, Confessions of a Movie Addict, and believe me, it's about as Betty Jo as it can be. She takes us behind the scenes, of the entertainment industry, sharing her favorite celebrity interviews and revealing her personal connections and passions for the movies, yada yada yada, as <laughs> if we care. I mean, okay. The mishap about her first uh, porn film had me laughing, but just a little.
6: Bit.
0: Y-
5: you'll you'll probably read this book and fall in love with Betty Jo. See if I care.
6: <laughs> well, Warren, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a <laughs> thumbs up then. That, that, that's
3: when the, my when up. the shock
6: that's wore
0: the off, up ever ever.
3: I can. it really made made me laugh, but I guess it's not surprising, especially since you've done some stand-up comedy in the day. Am I right about that?
5: Oh, yes. I'm, st- I'm still doing some of that.
3: Are you still doing Well, that's what I wanted to ask you before you go. Are you working on any project? Is yeah. there any gig you'd like to mention?
5: Yeah, and on S- September 10th, I'm opening for uh, Josh Blue at the um, Stargazers Theater here. Really, uh, a, a pretty good comedy gig, and I'm involved with theater and other things. But uh, but I tell you, I miss the movie reviewing. So um, so tell me, what do you think of Cowboys and Aliens?
3: Oh well, that that's for a whole other show, okay?
0: Okay, <laughs> fair enough.
3: <laughs> well, I'm really interested in um, in uh, someday getting a chance to see you do uh, stand-up comedy because you always did. Keep me laughing when we were <laughs> when we were seeing films together as film critics, and I I really appreciate all your help and support, warm. Now oh my
5: no pleasure, to- this, is, this really is a worthy core, cause. I love that it supports the film preservation, and 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 so many films get you know deteriorate with age, and we lose so many classics. So it's great to see this happening.
3: Exactly. I feel the same way. And you're welcome to stay for the rest of the show when we'll be hearing from James Cold Harrison, Diana Sanger, Nancy Lombardo, and Denise Casino. In fact, I see that James is on the line now. Uh, shall I bring James on, uh, Warren? Are, are you uh, ready to hear, sure. uh, hear another film critic? Okay. Sure. Sure, James. Ready to. <laughs> James, how is everything in beautiful La Jolla?
1: Everything is beautiful in beautiful La Jolla. It's sunny well, today. Always...
3: You always make us jealous, but I'm so glad that you called in. You're the second person, right after Warren. (laughs) And then Mm -hmm. I was talking with you on the phone, and you said that you just started reading my book at breakfast and lost your porridge, and I didn't know whether to (laughs) laugh or cry when I heard that, because it's not what you expect to hear from a dignified film historian like you. (laughs) Who's dignified? Yeah, but you redeemed yourself by, you know, you gave me one of my favorite quotes in the first sentence of your review, and I was wondering if you'd be. Well, I mean, this will be a nice counterpoint to what Warren wrote about about me. <laughs> so well, you see, get to see the other side of the coin. So I was wondering, would you be willing to read to read that uh, that review for our listeners? And, and, well, and uh, the...
1: sure, yeah. Well, you know, I tried to think of something nice to say about the book. But I couldn't come up with anything, so <laughs> oh, no. I, I read the book again <laughs> it's contagious. I, I read be a the roast book again and i I came up with even less so oh, i no. I jotted down a few notes and and here they are. If Oscars were given for the funniest book of the year, then Confessions of a moody movie Addict by Betty Joe Tucker would win hands down yay. yay. <laughs> Film critic Tucker is as starstruck today as she was as a little girl when she was frightened out of her wits by Frankenstein, and later in high school when she did impersonations of Rita Hayworth singing, Put the blame on Mame, boys. (laughs) She she fell hopelessly in love with the movies and movie stars. The affection she developed warped her mind from that point on to her present-day success as a film critic. It has been said, you have to be nuts to be a movie critic, and Tucker would probably agree. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Tucker takes us through her life in a chatty, gossipy way that serves the book's topic well. She regales us with hilarious personal encounters with movie stars and directors. Her unique and jolly way of looking at films is sampled in the reviews that are included in the book. If you love movies as much as I do... You'll love Confessions of a Movie Addict. I haven't had so much fun since I watched a Laurel and Hardy comedy. Short of doing pratfalls, Tucker will set you laughing out loud with her confessions.
0: Oh, wow,
3: what a great review, James. Whenever I whenever I feel a little down, I reread do that review, and I'm a happy camper again, and I... I I kind of uh, feel a little embarrassed when you mentioned about put the Rita Hayworth and put the blame on Name. <laughs> because,
1: well, I'll never let you forget that. No, I, actually, because, actually, James,
2: actually, James, I think she did include the Pratt Falls because there was the tripping the dows uh, segment <laughs> of the book.
3: Yes, that's true. But but what, what I, when I was imitating Rita Hayworth with uh, put the blame on Mame, yeah, it was a high school assembly, and I was going for seductive. That's what I, you know, the seductive Rita Hayworth, uh-huh, yeah. and the people. I don't know why the people in the uh, audience were laughing, but that just made me very angry. <laughs> and then, you know, what they started? What my nickname became as a result of that? Torchy,
0: Tor- <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> Torchy.
3: But anyway, I, I, I love that review. I, I appreciate it so oh, much. Oh, thank uh, you,
1: thank you. Uh,
3: hey, James. I see that your San Diego colleague. Uh, Diana Sanger is calling now So let's see what she's up to Oh good Yeah Diana
7: I'm doing great Betty Jo And I just re-looked at your book last night And you know what I agree with Warren I hate you too (laughs) 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 It's even better the second time around Just like love
3: (laughs) Oh Oh, I should know about that too (laughs) Yeah
7: but that's another. That's
3: a whole other story. But you know, Diana, none of my books would have been written without your support and encouragement. You were the motivating force, and I, I appreciate that so much. And you gave so me. So some another days you love me,
7: and some days you hate me for it, right? Well, yeah. Well,
3: true. That's true. But mostly love. But you did give me, another important quote in your review when you wrote, "Movie fans will have a blast reading Confessions of a Movie Addict." And you know what? We've gotten a lot of mileage out of that quote. That's
7: good. <laughs> right. That's good. You know what? Well, one but, sentence jumped out at me last night was, "How far will film critics go? Will film companies go to shock today's adult audiences?" And I just laughed. It's like, well, look where we've come in ten years. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. That's true,
3: Diana. And well. I think you probably um, identified with with a lot of with a lot of things, a lot of things in the book, and I, I'm so happy to know that you you reread it and you really did have a blast reading. Well, it reading is. This. I mean, your
7: your your reviews are so insightful. You know, you have a wonderful natural ability to um, get entertainment people like you know was said. You know, just. You know, invite you for dinner. Good grief. You know, we can't even get their picture. And you've got all their pictures all over your book. And they answer any question you ask. You're just a great critic and a great author and, of course, a great radio host, too. We love you. Oh, <laughs> hate and to love. Thank you.
5: And, you know, it's, and one of the things I wanted to point out is how easy it is, especially if you do this for a long time, to get cynical. And one yes. of the things that Betty Joe has never lost is that, Childlike enthusiasm about going to the drive-in movie or whatever you know from when you were a kid—it
3: just really comes through. Yes, oh, yes, and it's it's, it's getting uh, kind of harder and harder to maintain. That. <laughs> 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 the movies, that, you <laughs> the movies that, are, that are out, but but you know what, I, uh, Lauren, I have a very high tolerance for for bad movies. Because yeah, I I even like I even like the bad movies because I can come and talk with uh, with the, with uh, the people on Movie Attic headquarters <laughs> with my friends Diana and, and really
5: have fun with the deconstruction of you know and, and I miss that I, I actually do miss because now I still I'll still see all the good movies but I never see the bad movies anymore because I'm paying my own eight dollars you know. <laughs>
7: Oh,
3: yeah. It may, it and, Warren, make. that's
7: really true when our film critics vote, because some of the movies that Betty Jo votes for for, you know, favorite movie of the year, some of our critics just roll their eyes, and I go, get over <laughs> it, it's Betty Jo. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: where
7: you where know, were we? Were we seeing the same movie? <laughs> <laughs> there's something
5: going on this weekend here that you guys would love in Colorado Springs. Right. At the Fine Arts Center, they're doing... The Sound of Music. Talking about restoration, they have got a great restored pre- print, and they do a sing-along with The Sound of Music. So everybody goes there to sing-along. That was what
3: and where, that? Is that? where is that? happening? Fine Arts
5: Center, Colorado Springs Fine Arts Center.
3: Yeah, that's just a hop and a skip away from me. So I'm I'm glad to glad to hear what, about that.
5: So what that. do you guys think about that idea? you showing movies as interactive sing-along?
3: <laughs>
7: They do that quite often here in one of our areas in San Diego. It, it's very oh, popular. Uh, Greece would be would be a good one.
0: Oh yeah. That,
3: to do that. To do a sing along with uh with Greece. So I, I haven't attended one of these but I'm gonna keep my eye out, out for that. I, think I might do. You it. know you know, there, there's another person who really had fun with the book and I was hoping that uh she would be calling in. Um Nancy Lombardo, uh, another comedian. Warren, Nancy, are
8: you are you on the line? I have confidence in confidence alone. It's easy to see why I have confidence in me. <laughs> Nancy,
3: Nancy is on the line. Nancy, thank you yes. for that five-star review on Amazon.com. You're the only person who said my book should be made into a movie, and since I'm a movie addict, that that got me really excited. Why Well, why would it make why? well
8: I, I loved it. I, well, it was well-written, and it was very informative, but you could just tell your whole passion for it. But underlying story, uh, or the story within a story, was your whole um, how many degrees you have, jumping uh, oh, <laughs> over the thing, stuff. and an ambulance coming, and <laughs> a movie theater, just because you love the movie so much, but then getting married, getting remarried, but the whole time just maintaining your passion for films. You never let it go. And I just think it's a great story there, that you'd never let it go, that you just had a passion for this the lights, the screens, the dark rooms, the whole magic of the whole thing, which I still think. Every time I go into a movie theater, I'm entering a cathedral of some kind because it's, oh. just, it's just a mystery. It's just a magical thing. The, no matter what, I'm, I'm like going, how are they? I don't, you don't even question it. You just watch it. So it's an yes, amazing thing. And-
3: and Nancy, you have experience in uh, film. I mean, you're not—you're yeah. uh, also
8: an actress along with a comedian. So, uh, and you you're still... mostly television, but yes, yes. But I love—I love it. But the fact you really know your stuff, and I just think that the story of a woman who is—who's followed her passion would just make a great movie, and that's what you've done, and you've incorporated right. it to those around you yeah. as well. <laughs> well,
3: but but the important thing—do you think? It,
8: should be a comedy or a drama? Uh, should it be a She's comedy a or a drama? You're asking a comedian? Should it be a comedy or a drama? I think it should be along the lines of a stage door-esque truth and witty, funny movie. All right. <laughs> and, 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 well, no, and knowing
2: Betty Jo, it's got to be a musical.
8: Yes. Oh, there you go. <laughs> yes, yes, who shall we, right? yes, 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 uh. <laughs> Who should well, you who shall we get? To, who shall we get the star in it? Oh my gosh. Well, if it was years ago, I would have said Rosalind Russell, but she's no longer available. Uh, so Billy uh, Roberts,
0: probably. Yeah.
8: No, no, uh, an Benning. Her favorite, Susan Sarandon.
5: There you go. Well,
8: uh, yeah, no, no, i like kind of leaning towards Annette Benning too. I could see what that. What about Debbie Reynolds? She's all too short for it to play you. (laughs) (laughs) They can stretch her. (laughs) Well, well, anyway, Shirley McLean is is far much older than you, so that's no good. Well,
3: you have just you have just made my day, Nancy, with saying that it should be a movie. I that's that's really. I do think it would really make a great
8: movie, but but because just of the juxtaposition, I mean, you could see all kinds of ways to to film this if they were going to do it because the reality uh, versus fantasy, much like the um, the uh, oh gosh, I can't think of it. The Amy Adams film where she she's a uh, a
6: Hammond. Disney king.
8: Yes, enchanted, much like yeah. that. Just because it is kind of an enchanting story, but <laughs> the the juxtaposition of real film with uh, real life, film from the oh, past right. with Thank life you. now. There we go. It's I written, like done. <laughs> Get on it, guys. Well, we, we have to. Have,
3: we have to have a si- actor, singer, dancer. We have to have a triple threat person to to be in it. And and I'm so glad we we have the musical mentioned, because that that will definitely do it for me. So Nancy, well, there you do you go. have enough? <laughs> Yeah, Nancy, do you have an upcoming gig you'd like to mention before you go?
8: Yikes. Uh, Well, uh, listen to me on Comedy Concepts, blog, talk, radio. I always have an upcoming thing. Uh, Right now I'm still working. I have my one-person show out called uh, Color Me Crazy, and I'm reworking that for the fall in New York City. Oh, by the way, am I the only person not in Colorado? (laughs) Uh, No, uh,
1: uh, we're
8: we have other people who are not in, we have La Jolla
3: represented, San Diego represented, Wisconsin represented. Oh there and, we go. Uh, with you, and And, and New now York. we have the
6: East Coast. <laughs> and, well we had
3: Margaret Bodie who's from, from New York. That's where the Film Foundation is uh, housed. So so we had a a good cross section here here today. And congratulations but, uh,
8: on this going to Kendall.
3: Well thank you and uh, I'm glad you mentioned mentioned the Kindle because Our final guest is book publicist Denise Cassino, and before she comes on, I want to encourage everyone to listen to Nancy Lombardo on Comedy Concepts on Blog Talk Radio, because Nancy is very, very funny, and she has some fascinating guests, and she's been on our show as a guest, and it's it's one of my favorite shows.
0: (laughs) Thank you.
3: (laughs) You're welcome. Well, Denise, are you on the line? Oh my goodness! We must have lost. We must have I think lost. i Denise. Denise, are you are we- there? I am here. Hi, <laughs> Denise. Thank you so much for the great job you've done in um, organizing this book launch today. Uh, I call Denise a wizardly one, everyone, because she works magic with her book launches, and I'm so lucky to have her in charge of of this one and I've asked her to explain what the launch for Confessions of a Movie Addict uh, on the Kindle uh, at the Kindle store involves so
6: so Denise you're on Well thank you Betty Jo for all the great kudos you deserve them Well thank you and it's been a pleasure working with you for many many years
3: Yes we we have not that many but <laughs> Well, it has been it has been a pleasure. It's like whenever we haven't met, we're just just over cyberspace, and I just feel like I I know you, and uh, and I really admire the work that you do with authors, and uh, and your bestseller launch projects are particularly ones that I'm interested in because you've certainly done a great job with both of these. What how's how's it how's the uh, the launch for
6: um, Confessions of a Movie ad coming now? Have you been keeping tabs? I have and you're in your in best status in three categories.
0: Wow. In
3: best
6: in three categories. Okay. That's great. And you're number three in one of them. So I'm hoping will to see you bump up to number one shortly. Ooh, that would be great. Well
3: that happened the last time we did one for it had to be us. It, uh, it was. I think we got up to number two before the show was over, and then about an hour after that, it was up to number one in one in one category. So yeah, and I mean, you know,
6: you asked about these. Really, what I do is help people unravel the mystery of Amazon. Yes,
3: and that is a mystery.
6: <laughs> and Amazon, you know, it grew so quickly and added so many facets that. One hand doesn't know what the other hand is doing. So you really have to know the ins and outs of Amazon in order to fully optimize. Amazon is a search engine and a social network unto itself. You optimize your book page just like you optimize your website for the search engines. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: And um, if you utilize all of the tools that Amazon offers, you can really get your book well uh, ranked and well noticed by people, you know, when people search for something about movies, we want your book to pop up, and that's yes. what the optimization process is. And then, yes. of course, we do our big blitz with our our own social networks, um, with email and with Twitter. We reach 150,000 on Twitter. And we do yeah. it 100 times a day for uh, six days. Oh,
3: that's that's marvelous. No no wonder great people question. are. Yeah, that's Betty? really great. And, and uh,
6: you can. And you you tried
5: can the Betty, have you tried the Kindle yet?
6: I have, have seen a Kindle. I don't own one. Okay. I, I have my Kindle program on my computer, which is one of the great things about it. You can have many, many different uh, devices for your Kindle. Have you tried it?
5: I love it. I am such a Kindle fan, and having your book on a Kindle, that's a wonderful thing. I just, it, it's just made, I, I'm i am in the process of uncluttering my life. I have too many books. They've taken over our house. <laughs> and Mine I like too. the idea of, of being that mobile, and, you know, especially when I'm traveling, of just having that Kindle and being able to read it on the subway or re- read it on a plane. It makes things so much easier.
6: That's true. Well, you don't and have to carry a lot it of, in a pocket a lot of, size. Yeah. Yeah.
3: It's really great to have and um uh, maybe Santa Claus will bring me one. I have also the Kindle software. So that's how I get my books on the on the computer. But if if there are any authors in the that are listening and uh, you've written a book and you want someone to help you publicize it, uh Denise can be found at www.mybestsellerlaunch.com. And if you want to participate in the book launch for uh, the Kindle of Confessions of a Movie Addict, uh, I think Danny is putting that link in, which is dot confessionslaunch.html. Did I get that right, Denise?
1: Mm-hmm. Well,
6: after the Betty you need a forward slash confessionslaunch.html
3: yes confessionslaunch.html. and if you buy um if you do buy the kindle it's only 9.99 and i think the paperback is something like 19.99 but we've thrown in some bonuses we do have you'll also be able to get the ebook of it had to be us which is an award which is winning, a bestseller bestseller right award winning and bestseller and you'll get the ebook of um the real deal writing about movies which uh contains six lessons from my course, my online course on writing about movies, and you we put in some of the interviews that we've, we've had on Movie Attic Headquarters with uh, some of our favorite stars like Fred Willard and Cloris Leachman and Debbie Reynolds and Tippi Hedren, and, and um, uh, you can just click on that and automatically get those those interviews. And uh, I'm very, very happy to tr- to uh, to have some bonuses available for people who buy the book during the launch. And remember, if you do purchase it as part of the launch, you are, well, if you purchase it, purchase it any time, part of your money will go to a very worthy cause, the Film Foundation, which Margaret Bodie explained uh, so well to us at the first part, part of the program. If you tuned in late be sure to listen to the archives and listen to uh to Margaret and AJ talk about uh, the film the film foundation. I think we've been neglecting our chatters and uh Danny, could you come on and give us a report uh, about what's happening in the chat?
8: Yes, everyone is loving this show and great with Yeah, with Margaret earlier, we had a couple questions, but I gave them the link to the Film Foundation, which is www.film-foundation.org, and they have lots of great information there. We've been putting up your launch page link, and everybody's hitting it, so our goal is to get us up to number one in the Kindle store we I thank everybody
3: for helping me to move up on amazon.com and uh, when you see that launch page you'll see what great work uh, Denise did on uh, it's almost like magic what she does in developing the, the launch uh, pages so um anything else that anyone would like to say we do have a few a few more more minutes and um so I'll, I'll uh, open the open the floor, AJ. Since we started out with you at the beginning of the show, anything else you'd like to add?
2: Uh, if, if anything, I just want to say that it's been great working with you over the past ten years. I look forward to many more years working with you, and I'm glad you found the success with confessions of a movie addict and all your other books cuz you are a passionate movie fan you're one of the more passionate movie fans i've ever encountered and you deserve all the happiness and success that comes to you
3: well you are so nice aj and and uh definitely you know how much i've appreciated uh, all the work that that you've done for me and the support and encouragement that you've given me the same way i feel about uh, about everyone who calls who called in and um, I'm sorry to say that we are almost out of time. So I want to thank Margaret, A.J., Warren, James, Diana, Nancy, Denise, and Danny for helping us celebrate film preservation and the 10th anniversary of Confessions of a Movie Addict available now in ebook form at the Kindle store on Amazon.com. Thanks also to our chatters and other listeners for tuning in. We hope everyone enjoyed the show. But it's time to wrap things up now with a big shout-out to the folks at Blog Talk Radio and at WRSP 936 for their support. I'd like to close the show with a reminder of how important it is to preserve great films and movie memories. So, Danny, I hope that you will play the tape of Brian Ferry and the theme song from Casablanca. There we go. Uh, As time goes by.
0: You must remember this A kiss is still a kiss A sigh is just a sigh The thunder things apply As time goes by And when two lovers move They still say I love you On that you can lie No matter what the future brings As time goes by never out of date hearts full of passion jealousy and hate woman needs man and man